All right, we are back at it with another episode of Dementicast. I am your host, the Nomad Gamer. That's gamer without an E. Um, spelled the stupid way. And I am here with a special episode and a very special guest. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you see us interact quite often, and we've been hinting at some things. Not here to talk about that today, because I don't know if we should. Uh, but I am here with ADP Sketches, a.k.a. Aaron Perry. Aaron, how are you doing? I'm hanging in there. Um, it, it's, it's you know, it's hot, sticky weather in Savannah, but you know what? We're hanging in there. Good things are happening, you know, manifesting, making things happen. Right on, right on. Um, so, I uh, I haven't done an episode since June. Uh, I've been working some things out, and I wanted to bring somebody on to talk to. And I thought, who better than you because you are somebody who has been killing it at your art and getting big w's and manifesting things and so i wanted to bring you on and just talk a little bit about you and how you kind of got into art and how one goes about navigating that world and so i kind of want to start off let the people know who you are and kind of what you do all right so um as nomad gamer stated earlier my name is aaron perry um aka adp sketches um i am a freelance art director slash illustrator i have done work for universal maybach music group um motown records uh gorilla gorilla arts inc i've done a lot of work for people i've done a lot of work for rappers uh mickey fax definitely most notable um I got something coming up with um, A plus and Pep Love from Hieroglyphics. Hopefully that will come out. I'm excited about that. Um, I constantly put out work, so you'll you'll often see my work, and hopefully it will be mainstream. And hopefully the project that we got coming up will develop. There's 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 some heat there. I I will I I think I tweeted it out that like it's some of my favorite writing I've done um, for something before. So, uh, all I, all I'll say on that project is he had an idea for a something and, uh, I'm helping him see it to fruition and, uh, it's, it's got me thinking of some really fun ideas. So, uh, but I think you buried the lead on like, let's be honest, the number one thing number one group you've worked with is gaming illuminati let's be real yeah i love love gaming illuminati Um, it's it's um it's actually one of my favorite uh full circle moments um that was actually one of my favorite projects uh you know um i actually got contact by chaos um shout out to chaos um and you know he was sharing me ideas and you know, he had an idea of doing um, a Ghost in the Shell type project, and I was getting him hip to the manga, and I was like, are you sure you want to? Because, you know, you can get creative with the manga type thing. And, you know, we were just cracking jokes on that. And I did research on all the members. Like, if you look at the design that they have, I did research on all of them. I, I watched all their videos. Some of them I've been watching even before I got into the art game. And a lot of them... You know, it was an opportunity that was um, fun. It was, 
it was something that was an experience and hopefully i get to work with them again because it's always fun interacting with them on twitter it's always fun seeing them wear um my design their clothes it's always it's always something that is fun and i always see art as fun it's never work right i uh i actually i'm glad you said that because i was going to ask you about that like since you are a art director and um, freelance artist, does it ever get to that point where it feels like, because this was clearly a hobby for you years ago, but does it ever get to that point now where you almost feel it, sometimes it's taxing to do? Because for me personally, like when I'm writing sometimes, because I'm trying to turn it into that career, sometimes it feels like, oh, I should be doing this because I'm trying to make it as a writer. It's, it almost uh, doesn't feel like you're just doing it because you enjoy it. So with that, um, I will say it can be taxing sometimes. Like if your heart's just not in it and sometimes I just take a break, I do something else. Like I never get it to the point where it becomes a burden. I, I never let myself get it to that level and like while i was working as an art director in firms like it, it became very taxing because a lot of people don't see your vision and sometimes a client's vision might be kind of bad but i mean like <laughs> to each his own i mean like people's creativity can go into levels that have already been done or or it just goes into weird territory i remember having this client with a very complicated name and and she wanted to do designs on big girl clothes but it, it was it, it was like it wanted to be gucci but then it wanted to be mark echo and so a lot of like, weird like things that kind of just didn't meld and it was just too many ideas being thrown into like the mixing pot essentially yeah it's it's too many too many cooks in the kitchen you ever seen that yeah um yeah too many cooks it's like and then it just it just makes your head hurt and it just doesn't go anywhere yeah um another question i had for you as a full-time art director was for somebody looking to get into it what is what is some advice or what is something you could say for somebody looking at trying to make it as a full-time art director or just an artist in general um with some um, advice for those some advice i got a few so um it's to practice um is to practice from real life because it's cool to draw from other people's style it's cool it's all cool and dandy but sometimes you got to learn how to draw things in real life because once you figure out things in real life then you can break it and turn it into your own second advice i can give you is do not compare yourself please do not compare yourself because everybody has their own identity everybody has their own journey like and especially in the age of social media like it's the worst thing to do and it can kill a confidence like and there's gonna be days where it's just gonna not click and that all you got to do is just practice always practice 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 and and always be well i would say have a thick skin and always be wary of feedback i will always say that too because art 
the art gate could be cutthroat. I got plenty of stories about <laughs> that. We'll we'll get to that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I definitely want to hear some of those now. <laughs> oh, um, I, I got plenty. To your point about like not comparing yourself, um, this might just be me personally with like my own writing, but like I don't know if somebody else would struggle with this. But looking at other people's work, um, maybe not so much as comparing yourself, but like using as inspiration. Um, what has been some of your biggest inspirations for your art? Because you have a very colorful and very cartoony art style. Um, and you use a lot of very bright and vibrant colors, even like some of your work where um, I was looking at earlier today, there was one where I believe his like skin was coming off in pieces and like revealing the skeleton, like even stuff like that, it's still very bright and colorful and feels almost whimsical. So what were kind of some of your inspirations for finding that voice for oh, your art? Um, my biggest inspiration is definitely uh, Lesser Studios. Um, the cartoon, in particular is swingy sinners and that cartoon is in black and white and if you watch it it's just an acid trip and <laughs> shapes and how how everything is so creepy and everything just changes and it, it gave that it gave a story that was relatable to me because i can relate to some of the characters you know i i always had that fear and my second influence is the Iron Giant. I rem I remember seeing that movie when it first came out in 1999, and I remember going out of the movie theater telling my mom, "I want to do that." And you know, my mom gave me a very mom answer. You know, <laughs> we always get that that mom answer. You know, we don't like it, but it, it was kind of like, okay, yeah. <laughs> right. And and another third influence, I would say. Um, Neon Genesis Evangelion. I, I will never stop praising that anime of how colorful it was. You could see a lot of the uses of color and some of the dynamic shots. Like, it, it just was so inspirational. Like, Hideaki Anno's vision is just an amazing experience. I think the last one. I think I got one more. I think it was Street Fighter Alpha, the movie. You ever seen that? I don't think so. Um, the movie is average, but stylistically it is great. Like there's this one scene when um, the main character Ryu meets Akuma, and how well shot that was. It was it's one of the best shots in the movie. I need to I need to show you that um, sometime. But it's just the colors, how it sets the mood. It just gives you the vibes. I'm gonna have yeah. I'm gonna have to check that out. What what was it? Street Fighter. Street Fighter Alpha the movie. It's free on YouTube, so you can see it on YouTube. All right. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to add that to my list. Um, backtracking a little bit here. Um, going way back for you. Was drawing and illustrating always something? that you were drawn to have you always been sketching and stuff and so it was just a natural progression for you to go into that field or was it something that hit you one day maybe when you were like 14 or something because well, for me, I... me personally that's how like writing was it like hit me very early left me for a while and then just came back when i was a teenager 
so with um with drawing for me i've always been drawing i never took it seriously till i went to high school and with me um drawing was always punishable i will always get um in trouble in class they will say it's distracting and it wasn't until i made it to high school and and there was this scene girl you you know what a scene girl is right yep Yep, um, I met a scene girl and I fell for her hard. And Been there. I was like, <laughs> just, just drawing, just drawing, you know, trying to oppress her. And, you know, just being a teenager, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know how to process all this. And, right. And after that, you know, I, I got in trouble um, one time when I was in class and I got sent to the counselor. Um, her name was Tasha Dykes. And um, she was the first person that actually encouraged me to make it a career. And so with that, it, it actually became a natural progression. And then I went to Virginia State University and I met two very important people. Um, one is illustrator Mina Kalili and Professor Ondo. And with Miss Kalili, I mean, Mrs. Kalili, my correction, uh, Mrs. Kalili, she she taught me that this art thing was not a game. It takes blood, sweat and tears. She was a person that made me open up and challenged me every step of the way. Like she will always say the devil's in the details, Aaron. That was in the details, Aaron. Like I will never get uh, that in my head. Don't say that line. I have date. I have like bad PTSD because of WandaVision with that line. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, like she will always tell me that, and it's always um, it's always one of those things, and I I truly appreciate that because she she made me craft those skills, and when I first started, I was terrible, but then I got I got good, and then going to Mister Doe, imagine Wolverine and Buddha and Tenzin in one person. And so he will always turn drawing into almost like a philosophical idea. It was more of a thinking statement. It was more of a philosophy rather than just a hobby. And that's how I was able to get my approach to drawing and just develop as an artist. And after that, you know, it was it was on like Donkey Kong after that. It, it I. I developed my art style over the years and as we go on I'll tell you how my initial art style came out as we go along um yeah there was a thing I wanted to kind of piggyback off of there when you were talking about how he made it kind of a philosophical question while drawing um when you're drawing specifically characters do you have this kind of headcanon for these characters like do you come up with like their own little lives um almost in the similar way of Obviously, as a writer, I'm coming up with, like, the backstory for my main character and the supporting cast, but, like, there's side characters that might only show up for three pages, but I'm coming up with the entire life for them. Is that kind of um, playing into your drawing as well, where you're... And it's in the character's design and everything, there's a reason why they look the way they do, they act this certain way? Yes. A lot of the times, they're based off real people, real situations... Um, my drawings often state an opinion or an idea that I always have, and I just don't have the guts to say it because sometimes, you know, 
you know twitter social media it can be the wild wild west and sometimes yep. if you say in the art you don't get canceled you don't people are more understanding when they see it visually because when you see it on social media people people don't know how to communicate that well and so with the characters they all based off reality and with that reality and knowing who these people are inside and out what was said what was not said that gives me the opportunity to make it more whimsical and then break reality knowing reality and understanding reality you can easily break it once you have that understanding interesting interesting um what are what are some of the projects that you've done in the past that might be considered like your favorite if you had to pick one um i will consider my first big commission which is um with uh mayback music group um with an artist named isa muhammad and the story behind that particular one was that isa muhammad was a hip-hop artist that was from inglewood and at the time he was homeless and he was on Venice Beach one day and he saw the rapper Rick Ross just stroll by and he went up to him and he was um, he was rapping. I mean, like he was rapping, rapping. He was saying some scientific bars, stuff I never even heard of from a rapper in a long time. And so Issa was signed to um, Maybach Music Group because of that and I got inspired by seeing that video and I reached out to him and you know I chatted up with him and he he said these things that still resonate with me today it was safeguard your joy and I ran with it and two days later I gave him an album cover and it said safeguard your joy and that particular art piece it's still one of my favorites. It was on the front page of that Piff. It was, I think it was on Double XL for a little bit. And I was like so happy. And I remember telling my friends that. And it was like, you know, I was telling my mom, I made it on Double XL, mom. Ain't that shit cool? <laughs> and, you know, my mom gave, gave the mom answer, you know, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's sweet, honey. and um you know i was telling my friends and all that and i think that was a personal favorite um another one that is a personal favorite was the game of illuminati one um i think that one was the most fun i had because now i took time of just doing research on all the members the ones that i did extensive research on i did research on chaos siggy um jg ux the don um black i just i just want to interject really quick because you mentioned siggy uh siggy follows me on twitter so that's cool all right i just i I just wanted to boast a little bit (laughs) yeah siggy is cool like he's a cool dude um you know um nomad gi um nomad and um let's see i think i got everybody i think i got everybody if i if i miss anybody my apologies ethos but though e- tbh ethos, yes, I, forgot, <laughs> I forgot ethos and tbh but you know th- those are automatic but um, <laughs> but you know like um i i tried doing research i listened to everything they said in the past two years 
and i use that as inspiration for everything like if you look at the design i made um chaos as a cockroach because he dressed up as a cockroach in one of his streams yeah i uh i didn't i'm sorry i didn't mean to uh interrupt you i was just gonna say like i didn't know that was your work until er earlier today when i was going through some of your um work on your site and i saw that specific image and i remember i was like that used to be chaos's profile picture and so i was like oh that's cool i didn't even know you had done that for him so i thought yeah. that was pretty cool it was it was actually chaos was like one of the first people that um actually noticed my artwork when i was starting out so shout out to chaos because um i probably wouldn't have um reached an audience without chaos so shout out to him specifically but back to the whole game the illuminati like with everything i did like with black and aeon i made them skulls because you know that that was a whole brand yeah and with tbh i made him like a cyborg with a visor you know with gi because he's the head cannon mm -hmm. and with jg dot i made him the giant pyramid in the background because he is he is not the de facto leader but he is the man the man on the wall he he makes things happen with tbh so that's why i always wanted to make sure each of them are represented well and that with the easter eggs it's noticeable like they know what they're doing uh that yeah that's really cool um sorry i just had a brain fart about what i was gonna ask you to follow up with the gi stuff um it'll come to me uh what to move into a different direction really quick while i try to remember that um how does one first start like going about getting their work out there and like getting some of these deals that you've had some of these amazing things like obviously with chaos he reached out to you but for you personally what was it like trying to go out there and put your name forward for the first time oh uh well for somebody that's starting out it's it's based off of luck and i will say that you know you might go out with years not having any hits and then some, ev everything happens all at once i would just say put out your work no matter what it is like you never know who who actually watches it like like when i first started i had little people watch it and then i had people in hollywood looking at it and people asking me all these questions like do you have a studio and i tell them i just work on photoshop and and just illustrate and and just to work on your craft because it does take some time like it's not going to be an overnight thing and it took years of waiting like i think it took me like maybe five years just to get to 600 followers on a certain social media network so it does take time it does take a lot of patience and you know for me, it's not about the people. It's not about getting noticed. It's about if my art makes sense to me at the end of the day. Because at the end of the day, I'm the one creating it. You know, the people just come and flock to it at the end of the day. Cool. So it's, to me, it sounds like, I mean, being a artist in this field is similar to being a writer in Hollywood where you may go and, 
pitch five ideas in one day and none of them get hit and then randomly a year later you try try it one more time and boom you have a success so it sounds very hit or miss and very cutthroat to me oh oh i i got i got <laughs> actually i got a story for you all right and i'm going to change names just um just so i can work with some of these people because this is actually a very reality this was a this was a moment in which i knew that it's part of the game and that i just had to live with it so i was working on a pitch with a couple other people um for a director in hollywood um definitely one of my favorite um writers in particular and we had this pitch um of a cop drama and the drama is foods and i remember being at the pitch meeting we were all excited you know um the director was um was really cool um it was really cool to meet him and he was really pushing it and i remember one of the execs on the table said we have sausage party and i was like okay and you know one of the execs said i kid you not we had a movie of edward norton getting his back blown out at the end of the movie if you've seen sausage party you yeah know what I'm talking yep about. <laughs> i've watched it once i watched it once i got over it, it ended credits rolled and i was like okay never need to watch that movie again <laughs> yeah and i was like they were saying it was too similar to that and i was like it's a cop drama but with food no right. whatever that was and i was like okay and so you know there was like no and i realized you know at first i was frustrated and then i realized that's just part of the game it was just cool to interact with um with this director and um you can actually for those that wondering about the pilot itself i do have some artwork on that two character designs that you can look at it and you know it was a fun idea hopefully um the writers that worked on it will bring it back one day and hopefully it will come into fruition in a different form and i think with the idea it's still relevant um it's it's still a relevant idea moving on to uh something I wanted to ask about is Studio Henshin and kind of how that came apart working with them and that kind of whole background. All right. So with Studio Henshin, it started um, with um, two of my friends, um, Time and Neto. And I knew Neto since high school for a very long time. And they were having a Let's Play channel. They... They didn't really, um, you know, it wasn't really a thing. And it wasn't until we just talked about it. And I was like, I recently got let go of my art director job. Um, and I literally said, hey, I'm free. Maybe you need some art direction. So with Studio Henshin, they started to grow the ideas. And it was just a really good experience just hanging out with them because it was a Lex Play channel that was made off the basis of friendship it wasn't like we weren't trying to get any views and you know we were just cracking inside jokes about video games and i was like you know maybe i can draw that and that just started um 
my love affair of video games again because before Studio Henshin, I was kind of like in and out of video games because Mass Effect 3 maybe quit video games for a long time. For a long time. Oh, and no. then I, I mean, I love Mass Effect, and after seeing that ending, I, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like a seven year long hiatus after that. But once I got into Studio Henshin, it just it just um, gave me the love that I thought was missing and just drawing all these characters, just sometimes going in some episodes, it, it's always a fun experience. And, you know, we get to talk about Kamen Rider and all types of silly Yeah, I will say those, uh, those thumbnails are always very fun and they pop. And uh, I'm not going to lie, that Bug Snacks thumbnail that makes me want to try the game not gonna lie <laughs> it is a very fun game like it, it's it's whimsical it's a nice short game it's great on the ps5 it's i think it will be an underrated title as um the years go by interesting um so you've worked with a bunch of names and big names and done a lot in your career so far but what are some companies that you would like to work with or is there a specific project with a specific com company that you would love to do okay this is gonna be a long list but, I, but i'm gonna make sure i tell you to hey you um, you just spit them okay so i always want to work with strange music um i always want to work with the rapper Merz. um i i'm hoping that works out because I'm in talks right now. Hopefully that will work out. Um, I would like to work in Cartoon Network. I would like to work with. Um, I would like to work with Erica Badu. I kind of sort of did, but you know, with Motown, you know, I'm happy that I even got a shot for that. HBO, um, Avatar Studios. I really want to work with them. On hey, something. I, you and me both. <laughs> uh, what else? What else? What else? Um. I mentioned Strange Music already. Um, Game of Illuminati again, but this time it will be more of a mainstay, like in a more position, more, yeah, you, more you, solid position. You're trying to get into that inner circle. Not just in the inner circle. Like, um, like if you watch one of their videos, like with their inner circle, like they are friends first mm -hmm. and businessmen second. And I'm not trying to get into their inner circle I want to be a part of the circle. Like people always try to get in and not understanding that it is a circle, not a dot on the spear. Right. And that's what people tend to miss the point when trying to join a company. You got to be the spear. You got to, you got to be the circle rather than just being a dot. And that's the whole point that they made. Um, TBH says it all the time. It's not something that you can just join like the Avengers. Right. You know, and that's what, um, and that's what, that's what they often talk about. So with Game of the Illuminati, I hope to do more art for them in the future. Like I'm having my fingers crossed. Like if not, hey, it is what it is. But hopefully I'll be able to do it again because I enjoy drawing um, TBH. I, I enjoy drawing Chaos because Chaos is like the easiest person to draw because he always have two expressions, indifference. <laughs> And cool, calm, and collective. What is a... If you could pick a project to work on, one project to work on, 
It can be a movie or a TV show. What uh, what would that be? What is your number one? That is the one thing I want to do before I leave this earth. Oh, that is really easy. There's this manga called Eden. It's an endless world. And it's probably one of the best manga I ever read. And I hope to one day adapt that into animation because it's one of those stories that is made to have an anime. It's one of those things that has a complicated storyline, but it has characters that are memorable. The art is just breathtaking. The characters are just memorable. Um, just imagine Ghost in the Shell, Scarface, New Jack City, and Avatar The Last Airbender put into one, and that's what you get. Wild. It is wild, but it is like... It's an amazing storytelling... Um, definitely top five manga i've ever read top five easily and if that doesn't pan out then it'll be um good night poom poom if you watch gaming illuminati you know how how much that means to some of the members on there um it is a good slice of life slash psychological it's one of those um series that is one of um the most surreal i would say surreal and shocking and if you are going through it i don't recommend reading it because it will put you into a foul movement oh oh no <laughs> yeah it, it's um it's a beautiful story but at the same time it is one of those things that is very tragic and yeah i mean aeon explains it a whole lot better than i am you can go check it out on gaming Alliance website we mentioning them a lot because they are the inspiration and they are the blueprint. Always remember that. Okay. Um, I kind of want to shift gears here and talk a little bit about some of your specific pieces that uh, you have on your site to show off. And there's gotcha. one in particular that struck me. And it's, um, it's the man with his eyes closed and one half of his face is a skull. And I... Is it a crow or a raven that's behind him? It's got a contrast of red and, like, more red and blue on each side. Red and blue on each side. Let me take a look, because I think that's a very old one. Let me take a I look. can so, try to share the screen with you. Yeah, let me see that, because I remember, let's see... Oh yes, uh, <laughs> that one. Um, that one, the the center of life and death. Okay, that one was. Huh, that one. That one actually has a sad story. So with that one, um, it happened with an event that happened at Virginia State University that led to two people unfortunately losing their life and. I don't want to get into details because it is a painful reminder, but with that, I I remember the events. I remember friends going to prison over in it, and I remember those people that passed and that it is a reminder that we are on borrowed time. It is, um, it is a painful reminder, but at the same time, while we're still here, we were able to make these great things. And with that in particular, it is a it is a reminder that life is short and it will come and go like a lightning strike. I like that. Um, 
yeah, no, that one in particular, when I was scrolling through earlier, really struck out to me. And so I wanted to ask you about that one. Um, There's a couple others here. Uh, this one also in particular. And I will uh, probably, the... I'll probably cut these into um, the podcast and upload it to YouTube so people can see. Or they can also go to your site, which is ADP Sketches. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with this one, it is one of the paintings that I had an idea of what God will look like because I was like, huh, I bet he'll be a hairy beast of a person. And I was like, you know what? He'll probably be a circular head with planets and moon stars. And I just thought that was like the coolest thing ever. I thought it was the most edgelord thing I can do. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was edgy and I thought it was uh, the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> Interesting. I like it. It um, it kind of gives me um, like an album vibe. Like I could see it being used as an album cover for artists like um i could see someone like big crit having this as an album cover um there was one more i don't see it um i will ask you though about the one i mentioned earlier where it was the face and the skin was kind of falling off and uh revealing the skull underneath yes so um I, I remember the one you're talking about, um, the floating in space one. Um, that one, I thought it was just kind of fun and just seeing what we are on the inside and how we we often look on the outside rather than look on what's within. I thought that is something that we often overlook because sometimes the best thing that we see in ourselves is within. We we often don't see the beauty within ourselves, and I thought that was a easy one to do and i thought that was something that needed to be said because i often struggle with um overlooking the beauty that i have within myself and i always look look at other people and say oh that's 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 awesome but then i have to remember that i am awesome too those were a couple pieces that i was scrolling through and definitely struck my eye in particular um, there's a few others on here. There's the one of, it looks like he's an angel, but he's crying in the rain. Like that one really struck me. I don't know if you, there's like a story behind that you would like to share. Oh, actually there is. So with that one and its update, um, I was actually working in a restaurant, Tijuana Flats. Um, I was living at the time I was living in the house in which um it was rat infested and the only thing that i had was my tablet which i had for years and and i was just hungry and i remember those days where i had to steal food from the restaurant and and just generating that frustration that pain and i was so prideful of not telling people about it because it was something that i was honestly ashamed because you know you don't want to tell people about where you go through because people might be like judgmental and stuff like that and so i put that pain 
into an image and I just looked at it in the sky and vented all my frustrations. And in that image, it, it showed, uh, it showed so much frustration. And sometimes you gotta have faith. And sometimes you gotta pray, even if you don't know what you're praying to, it, it's just one of those things. And with the update, you see that he is older and wiser. And you know, like, instead of looking upward, he's just looking forward. And it's just about moving forward. I like that. Um, you bring up a good point, too, of like, when you're going through something, you don't want to show people because um, a lot of people will tell you, oh, hey, everybody goes through something. And they kind of like diminish it. And I, uh, I like that you brought that up because how have you personally had to deal with people trying to put you down when it comes to what you're trying to do with your art? Oh, if yeah. you face that, I'm, sh I'm, I'm oh, I face sure that. you have, because I feel like most creative people have. Yep. Like, um, I remember having the, the Malcolm X talk and I think I'll explain that to those that don't understand that story. So when Malcolm X was very, very young, he said he wanted to be a lawyer and his teacher stopped him. And he said that, you know, you talk well with your hands. I believe you could be a carpenter because there was no place for a black lawyer. And that's just an edited version of that. Mm -hmm. And I often had that talk with, with adults in my life, with a few family members, with people that often tell me to quit, you know, that I could be some dude on the news or I can be some goofy dude on behind a cash register. I mean, it will often frustrate me, but at the same time, I mean, like, don't listen to those people because they never actually drew a day in their life. They never had a creative bone in their body. And they often just use that frustration to put you down. So never listen to those voices because if you do, they just become a constant nagging and then it just kills creativity over the years. Yeah, I think I think the important thing to remember when dealing with people that are trying to put you down for something you're trying to achieve, whether it's being an artist or writer or a YouTuber or streamer, is those are the type of people that know like they can't do that because they don't have that side of them. And so they're trying to bring you down with them. So, yeah, I 100 uh, percent agree with what you're saying. You, uh, you just got to keep moving along and doing what you're doing. And if it makes you happy, uh, to, yes, because it. life, life is too short. Life is way too short. Like it's way shorter than people think it is. And it's best to just, just do your best and be happy because you know, like there's so many things in this world so many people in this world that never had the chance to do what we both are able to do like so many lives cut short imagine if um artists like basquiat was able to live into his 30s 40s and 50s and now with um his work being on the news seeing jay-z um put him on advertisements making billions of dollars i wish he was there to see it mm -hmm. so that's just a reminder that to keep going because you never know what um people will appreciate your art like 
if Jay-Z will appreciate somebody who's been gone for like almost 30 years, they can appreciate us while we're still here. Yeah. Uh, I think it, you kind of are like hinting towards a bigger thing too, specifically with artists and illustrators in really any form of medium, whether it's comics, movies, or TV shows, where the illustrators and the colorists don't get that kind of recognition. And so I feel like moving forward, we do need to have a bigger appreciation for those because most people don't know who Steve Ditko was. And he co-created one of the greatest superheroes of all time. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's there's so many creators that never got their due diligence. Like, like um, I would say Jack Kirby, but now I think his work is now more appreciated. I think... Um, I think over the recent years, his recent name has come up a lot more, and more people are starting to realize who he was. Yeah, I, I think people need to put some more respect on Robert Kirkman's name. Like he yes. definitely needs more recognition. Like um, there's um, Reginald Hudlin. He definitely needs more recognition. Like Reg- for those that don't know, Reginald Hudlin is is um the co-creator of the milestone universe and um and um one of the people behind static who is created by dwayne mcduffie hopefully yes. i said that name right and you know with the milestone universe we wouldn't have had characters like um icon and rocket those characters are so great in young justice they're so good i wish they had a spinoff i but, do too <laughs> um, yeah because they're such great characters and um, I wish those creators get more love than they should. Like, they should be schools named after them. They should, th- th- people should do more for these creators. Like, yeah. And take care of the creators that are still active, like, um, like Neil Adams. Like, you know, he's getting up there in age, but he definitely deserves a lot more credit. He, absolutely. Um, he was a huge influence on the look of Green Arrow and what Green Arrow looks like. Like, yeah, he, which I thankfully have gotten to meet him, and he is one of the most wonderful people on the face of the earth. Yes, he is definitely, he is super kind, super smart. Like, I think advice from him, because I met him when um, I was at a convention and I showed him my artwork, and he Mm -hmm. was like, You have a future. And I let that advice, um, I ran with that. Like, you have a future. And I was like, I'll never forget that advice he told me because. All I ever gotten from most adults was like, are you still drawing? When are you going to get a real job? Right. When are you going to get a real blank? <laughs> when, are you, when are you going to work your nine to five? When are you going to do this? That's not a career. That's not a career. It's There's no place for black people to have that. Oh, my God. If I had a dollar for every time I had <laughs> that, I would have been a millionaire. But um, his advice him and Mr. Dose Advice just gave me the confidence to put my work out there. And, you know, there would be no ADP sketches without the people I mentioned earlier because sometimes you just need that encouragement. Sometimes you just need that push to make you grow into what you need to be. I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, couple last thoughts um you're obviously a 
anime watcher, you read manga, um, you clearly also read comics, and uh, I wanted to bring this up as one of the final things I talked to you about, because I noticed you uh, tweeted out, like, a few weeks back, a photo of 355 from Why the Last Man, uh, which was really cool, because I didn't realize you were a fan of it, and I have recently been rereading it, plus actually finally getting to finish it. So before we wrapped it up, I wanted to ask you, um, what are your thoughts on this Why the Last Man show? <laughs> oh my god, I am, I am excited. I'm wondering, um, when does it take place? Like, I'm fine if it was in the modern day, because it happened in 2002, I get it. Yeah. Um, I just hope that 355 is funny and just not a super serious character, because what made that character shine is that she was funny, and she knew what to say like and she will have references to things like preacher and all these crazy fourth wall breaking jokes like i love that character and also she could kick a lot of ass and that she was the voice of reason when um yorick does something stupid yeah um so for those who don't know what why the last man is uh you want to help me kind of shed some light for those poor people who don't understand why this why why the last man in my opinion is one of the greatest graphic novels ever written and illustrated it's up there with things like watchmen and sandman yes so what why the last man is about it's about um it was a mysterious event that caused 99.9% of everything with the Y chromosome yeah, to die. Yeah, it's every male with a Y chromosome just mysteriously dies one day. Yes, and um, there's Yorick and his pet monkey. And Yorick is kind of um, a doofus and doesn't think things through. And when the whole world kind of goes into limbo, I won't say it falls apart because it doesn't, but... Um, Not completely. Yor and they run into issues because of it, but for the most part, it's actually kind of stable. Yeah, it, it's the most stable I've ever seen with an event like that. And um, Yorick just goes onto this wild journey to find his girlfriend, Beth, who was in Australia at the time. And he gets into a whole bunch of shenanigans. He meets up with Agent 355 yep. and Dr. Man. And um, his mom becomes the president. Crazy. And um, it goes on to several plot points. And Yorick makes a lot of dumb decisions. A lot. <laughs> a, lot. <laughs> a lot. Like, even characters call him out on it. Like, every time I read those sections, I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like. Yeah, Yorick is. One thing I appreciate about Why the Last Man so much, and it goes to show, because um, it goes to show me that some I can write for other characters outside of just a white cis straight male, because oftentimes I feel like I can't because like I don't know those experiences. Um, but Why the Last Man is a great example of how to write good, grounded, strong female characters without it feeling like you're trying to be over preachy because like Aaron was mentioning with 355 she's funny she's witty and she can kick some serious ass <laughs> and yeah, like and that, York and is that, just an idiot 
Yeah, Yorick is, is an idiot, and he doesn't grow up until towards the latter half in the series. And when you see that growth, it's it's built up. Like, like the writer actually pays attention to what he's doing, you know? It's not like you're reading Dragon Ball and you can tell that the author is just making things as they come along. This is a... It has a solid foundation. It has a beginning and an ending. And it's satisfying. It's not something that came out of nowhere. It's understandable. And the characters feel real. If your characters feel real, then you have a successful story. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you you obviously are very hyped. And you're not... Because I'm going to be honest, when I first watched the trailer, I was like, oh, I'm not worried. Like, it looks like they're going to be doing this justice. Yeah, I feel like they're going to be doing justice, but at the same time, you know, I have my worries. Like, will York be Jason Bourne by the end of the season? I hope not. I, I hope he is a a doofus that just kind of just keeps messing up. the main character. And I like that because what makes York such a great character is that he's not perfect. He is a guy that makes mistakes and he sometimes he get lucky. He he's also the character like he he just randomly like it it was a chance of luck. Like he's that character. He's like a Peter Parker where this could have been anybody but it was me. And his growth once he finally starts to realize that and realize what's at stake it feels satisfying. Like his growth actually feels like it was satisfying to watch. Much like characters like Zuko and Avatar, by the time his journey comes to an end, you actually feel like you, it was a worthwhile experience to go through. Yes, and I hope that um, DC Comics, Vertigo, FX, I hope they um, treat the series with care because that's a series I also want to adapt. But you know what? I'm glad that we're able to see this come to fruition. So. Hopefully the show will be good. I'm hoping. If it's two terrible, weeks. then two weeks. We have two weeks at the time of this recording, so hopefully it'll be good. If not, then I will just be on the internet and saying, I don't know about <laughs> this one. You know, I don't know about this one, Chief, and keep it moving. <laughs> right. <laughs> they got three episodes. I give shows three episodes. So... If I'm if it doesn't do anything and it's not it by the episode three, I I don't yeah I'm gonna probably drop it. <laughs> yeah, but, the three anime um three episode anime logic I I totally understand that. But yeah, that is that is really all I had right now to talk to you about. I appreciate you coming on and talking and sharing your experiences. Um. It was wonderful. A lot of great, insightful things that I hope a lot of people can take from and grow. And remember to always treat the artists artists of the world uh, with the utmost respect. Because it's drawing is not easy. I tried. <laughs> I can't do it. So, yeah. Um... Any final thoughts, words of wisdom that you would like to share for the young artists out there? Or maybe artists who are in their 30s and still trying to decide what to do? 
my advice to give them is um, do it scared. I know that it is very scary. It's uncertain. But you will reward yourself by going after what you want in life because these people will tell you not to. And if you let it slip by, you know, and people can use excuses, you know, if they have families, I get it. But at the same time, this life is way too short and that we live in a pandemic. This is an opportunity like and also don't let your past define who you are, because I know a lot of people had very questionable cast and i think that your past doesn't determine who you are as an individual as an artist and that the future is in your hand excellent perfect i uh i was thinking about if there was anything i can add to that and i had there's nothing uh very excellently put um and, and um, drink water and drink water too oh yes stay hydrated um oh i thought of something uh like tbh said because we keep mentioning gi i don't know please don't play a drinking game while listening to this where you drink every time we mention gi members uh you might die but like aaron was saying um and like tbh has said you have to be com be uncomfortable to get comfortable so get out of your comfort zone and just do it aaron where just, can the oh i'm sorry go for it oh um I, I would just tell people just do it like um don't second guess just do it right on uh where can they find you on the internet okay so on the interwebs um on instagram it's adp sketches uk um like the south park character um you can find me on Facebook if you type that in too. Um, on Twitter, it's ADP Sketches MMK. Like, if you type it in, you'll find it. And um, <laughs> I, I'm kind of wilding on Twitter because Twitter is kind of like you, you you hear the opinions and you you see me go through nerd rage and hey. you see me talking to rappers and adding them. And it, it's it's always fun the twitter's always fun and chaotic but you get more insight on the artwork and give an idea of what's on my brain and my brain is a chaotic mess <laughs> i hey i always tell people that like i hate social media but oh man i love twitter i have a bad twitter addiction <laughs> oh twitter is so much fun like you, sometimes you see uh celebs just act up and sometimes you can't help but laugh and sometimes <laughs> You, you might see, um, you, you, I think I meet a lot of clients on Twitter because Twitter is just, it, it's fun when it can be. Sometimes it can be terrible. <laughs> um, so I mentioned it at the top of the episode really quick before I actually do wrap things up. I mentioned at the top of the episode, if anybody listening follows me or you on Twitter, they've seen us, um, very lightly reference some things um is there anything you would like to hint at about it um hmm. a light hint um i would say that the ideas that you have is something that is killer and the sketches that i have that i've shown publicly are pretty cool um, that one of isaiah is 
it's nice. <laughs> oh yeah, Isaiah is such a cool character. I think that this character can really be inspirational to certain people because Isaiah is based off of uh, real people, real people and TBH, and I think TBH is definitely the perfect character to embody it because he's somebody who can crack jokes, but somebody that has wisdom. Other than jokes, it's wisdom, and I like characters that have that. Yeah, I think I think the important thing to remember is TBH doesn't his bio doesn't say who your goat considers their goat for just jokes. And he also is the internet's older brother. And I think that's what drew me specifically to that character as well. Yeah, and hopefully this will become I wouldn't say like Avatar the Last Bender ever levels. But I think it can grow into something that will have a large fan base and that people will go to how people are going to Avatar today. I, uh, I've always said this and I stand by it. If my writing makes it out into the world and it can help one person through a tough day, just one, I will have felt like I had done something. And so as long as my work helps one person through a tough day that is all i care about and i mean to be honest that person could be me <laughs> hey that's true like we often forget that we're doing it not just for other people but for ourselves well aaron it has been a fun time talking to you uh you have given a lot of good insight and I think there's a lot here that people can use to help them in their career or just really no matter what it is. And uh, I just want to thank you for coming on and talking with me for this hour. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. It has been an experience. It's great to talk about these things because I often, I often just don't talk about how deep the art goes outside of an Instagram story here or there. So I truly appreciate that. And if you love the art, tell me if you hate the art, tell me because. Hey, oh, I, I hate it. I hate it, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, hey, no. I could use a laugh. And then <laughs> I have somebody to fry right after. So <laughs> I am going to say I, I'm, I might need, I might need a new profile picture one of me as either Zuko or Tenzin, just saying. I've been thinking about it. I gotcha. Uh, I'll, get you, <laughs> I'll get you a drawing as um, Tenzin. <laughs> but, alright. You can find him on Twitter, Instagram. Is it all the same handle? ADP? Sketches? Mostly mostly the same thing, but if you type it in, you'll find me. I'm not a hard person to find. Like, <laughs> heck, I'm even on LinkedIn, so... <laughs> <laughs> go, Go make sure to follow him. Check out his art. Support him, please. Uh, the dude's amazing. I reached out to him just randomly about a comic I have working on. So, and now it turned into this. So, and hopefully it can continue and hopefully this show gets picked up. But yeah, you can follow him on Instagram, Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at the Nomad Gamer. As for now, this has been Demented Cast. I will see you all guys next time. Peace.